Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. It's Friday. You made it. Big exhale. Whew. End of the week. So glad to have you. What a week it has been on this show. Perloff, the legend, the folk hero, ate 26 ounces of peanut butter yesterday, lived to tell about it. He's here in studio, never even thought twice about missing the show. And I'm glad you did <laughs> because we've got all this news now that's yeah. coming in. And especially in the NFL, we found out that Brock Purdy finally had his elbow surgery today. Yeah, I know. We talked to him at the Super Bowl, and he said he was having his surgery like in a week. Yeah, I guess the <laughs> swelling had to go down, yeah. which is scary. You know, I know it's a different sport, but this reminds me a lot of Tommy John surgery in yeah. baseball. The second I hear that part of the body, the forearm, I immediately assume the worst. The Phillies just lost a pitcher to a UCLA, UCL injury. UCLA yeah. injury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a John I, okay, injury. I read the report on Brock Purdy that it'd be about three months till he throws, maybe six months to a full recovery. Yeah. I'm counting him out for next year. You know, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. First of all, because we are all big baseball fans, yeah. we realize that this rarely goes according to schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when the person does come back, it's not like, oh, you immediately come back from the elbow and like you're slinging darts, you know, just throwing all over the field. And that's not even a contact sport. So yeah. it's hard to, and it would be hard if I'm the 49ers to put all of my faith in the fact that Brock Purdy is going to be okay. And then, okay, so you have Trey Lance. Which, you, which I think is what they want to have. They want Trey Lance to be good. They traded up to get him the number three overall pick. Yeah. So ideally, they didn't want really Brock Purdy starting anyway. They wanted Trey Lance to eventually learn how to play football and be good. Right. I would love to know internally what the confidence level is on Trey Lance right now. Yeah. Because the returns have not been great. Just because he's gotten injured. I mean... Right, we really don't nothing. know. We yeah. don't know what kind of players he's played. A handful of games. One was in a monsoon in Chicago. Well, you know, he played a couple as a rookie. One was against the Texans. It's hard to tell. I mean, do you think when they look back on that trade for Trey Lance, they openly uh, regret it? Yes. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. I think that if you gave like Kyle Shanahan truth serum, they they would undo that moment in history. Because to be honest, I don't know how much they loved Lance to begin with. Because there were all those rumors that it was Shanahan actually loved Mac Jones. Yeah. And that wow. John Lynch loved Trey Lance or somebody loved Lance and convinced Kyle Shanahan. Listen, eventually we'll know the real details there. But they were even divided in the room, it felt like, right, right up until the draft. Now, Shanahan has denied that. You do get the, yeah, the I idea mean, that you? when you looked at Trey Lance as a prospect, I think there are a lot of coaches who are fascinated. Bill Belichick is fascinated by this too. The idea of a guy who can run and throw. I Definitely. think Shanahan was thinking, oh man, if I have, say, a Cam Newton or a Lamar Jackson running type quarterback yeah. who can also throw, and then I'm giving Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. But it turns out you could just have a Brock Purdy out there <laughs> yeah. and win a ton of games as well. You yeah. didn't really need that run threat. No, you just said, basically you need like a point guard is more than a power forward. That's and, what it looked like last year. Yeah, and and you know, to Purdy's credit too, this was a guy who had been a four-year starter in college. So the total opposite of Trey Lance, and instead of having zero experience, yeah. actually had experience at a high level. Yeah, but he was at Iowa State where North Dakota State's a famously pro style. So there was some... Argument. I mean, but just the reps. Yeah, it's true. But there's a reason Brock Purdy was the last pick. He struggled. Uh, he had, a, I think, a great earlier year. Yeah. He was Mr. Irrelevant. There has to be a reason. We were around him. He's not a big guy. No, he's not a big guy, but it looked like it was working. We know the defense is awesome. The weapons yeah, are great. Yeah. No, by the way, he was great. But I, the other part is, is that you're in the NFC. Yeah. 
you can't, if you're San Francisco, come in yet again with uncertainty at that position. So what do you do? You have to make a move. I don't know why they're writing off Jimmy Garoppolo so quickly. Like, they come out every year and say, we don't want him, we don't want (laughs) him. It's like, you guys are, what are you, blind? You're going to need this dude. On average, four and a half quarterbacks a year get hurt on your team. I think you might have to pay. They're not going to pay $100 million for him, though, because... Is Jimmy invest- getting that? Well, yes, he's going to get... I think he'll get a Daniel Jones-like deal, or a little bit below. Maybe a, a little bit below. guaranteed. Right. Derek Carr made, was making between 35 and $37 million yeah. a year. I think Jimmy comes in at 33 or 34 it, That sounds... Re- and they can't afford that. <sighs> Can they? they? I assume they have a lot of guys to pay there. They just paid Debo. Well, they have Bosa. They have Bosa to pay. They have McCaffrey as an expensive item. Like, there's a lot to Debo do. Debo, they already paid. Yeah, so I, I think that Jimmy G, I believe him this time. He's going to go. <laughs> you now, now you believe him. But here's the other thing. Don't you believe that Kyle Shanahan can win with a Baker Mayfield, with an Andy Dalton, with a name your quarterback? He, if he can win with Brock Purdy, he can win with a veteran Listen, as well. I, I'm not saying that he can't win with any of those guys you mentioned, but you need volume here. Like if you're the 49ers, you got to be you you have to have it <laughs> three viable quarterbacks. I'm serious. Yeah. Because you can't have this happen again where I mean terrible luck slash the Eagles defense knocked two quarterbacks out of the game. Like you just you can't have another season be all like yeah. you know go down in flames just because the quarterback Well, I mean they did they did start three quarterbacks last year. They had some depth. Luckily for them they had three guys in the building. So it just ran out at the end. I do think that I would like to see Baker there. I think Baker Mayfield would be fine there. Yeah, I just think that Shanahan and Baker would be a fun thing to see. Make them a more interesting team. Right now, they're a win-with-defense team. I mean, come on. Baker was exciting even with the Rams this year, and they were playing for nothing. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Rich is in Chicago, wants to talk about Purdy's surgery. Hey, Rich, how are you? Rich. Yo, Rich. Rich. Can't happen, bud. Ah, Rich has always got good scoopage. Rich has always given us the inside tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, He knows something here. He's hitting at about a 50% clip. <laughs> which is really good. <laughs> which is not bad, actually, if you're in yeah, this Yeah, you this kidding business. me? It's almost like a baseball average with that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, if you want to watch us, go ahead. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We're also across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Our awesome affiliates. Um Adam Carter in the chat says, trade Lance for Kirk Cousins because Shanahan loves him. Yeah, I had a tweet that said that that went viral. And everyone, you know what's funny? You know who is more mad at me? The Minnesota fans or the San Francisco fans? The San Francisco, it was the San Francisco fans did not want Kirk Cousins. I mean, I get it. Kirk, people people don't like him in social media. It's weird. It's not about like not liking him. It's about not believing that Kirk Cousins is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, right? Even with, yeah, even with Kyle Shanahan in that system, I well, think he could be. I mean, we just talked about how anyone can win with Shanahan, right? So why not Kirk? But it's like he's he's not cheap, yeah, and he's not really thought of as being like this right. awesome quarterback. But he does sort of have a marriage skill set wise with Shanahan. Has experience with Shanahan. How about I think Matt the Rock? whole the whole prime time Kirk Cousins thing? Right, I, I see what you're saying. I think the fans are turned off by that because, to be honest, of all the like downfalls to have mm-hmm. being bad in prime time games because everyone's watching. <laughs> so yeah. it's like you know, not everyone's watching a one o'clock Vikings Lions game, but everybody's watching when you're playing Monday Night Football Listen, against the Eagles. 
My my guy Andy Dalton can't win a single game at night. Same with Andy. Yeah, and it's not it's not always that that they play bad. There seems to be a snake bitten aspect to it. Yeah, but like even if you just throw one interception or something, it just yeah. throws it plays into the narrative. Yeah, no, that that's for real. But San Francisco is such a great team that you just have to stay out of the way. RPC says Trey Lance is untradeable. I don't. That's know probably about, true. That's, I see. I don't know about that. You're not going to get back nearly what you. Uh, <laughs> You know, gave up to to move up to three to get him. But. Right. Well, that's why I don't think San Francisco is going to give up on him because there's no value coming back for a yeah. guy who's been hurt. Yeah, I don't and think he's untradeable, but I don't think it'd be smart. To Similar. Trade. No one's trading for Zach Wilson. No, I don't even think anyone's called. But like Zach Wilson, like flamed out. Trey Lance got hurt. Yeah, difference. but I do think Trey Lance is injured and unproven. And you know, it's funny. Trey Lance is so young still. He's I think he's still 23. Uh, by the way. Oh, I love this. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no. I put up a poll. Oh, behind our backs? A behind se- your back. A ghost poll? <laughs> yes, a, a ghost secret- poll. <laughs> How dare you? Yes. It was Aaron Rodgers related. We feel cheated on. Oh, is this about the psychedelics? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, but these are... Okay. Yes. Which, what, what was the poll? Which is weirder for Aaron Rodgers? His interest in astrology or his interest in psychedelics? 70-30 astrology. <laughs> <laughs> astrology is like everywhere. People talk about their horoscopes all Just the time. Clear. Not astronomy, which is yes. the science of the no. stars. Astrology, Maggie. <laughs> I know, but like... And the dude showed up <laughs> on a seminar. And it's a, a starting NFL quarterback was a guest speaker on an astrology seminar. He's about to be a guest speaker at a big psychedelic science convention. Both are unusual, <laughs> I will admit. No, but there's also, there's nothing illegal about astrology. There's something illegal. Like you, if I you're think doing psychedelics it for medical, are illegal now. Well, if you're doing it for medical purposes and under the care of a doctor or something, then obviously that's that's a different thing. But if you're like out there dropping acid, that's not. That, no one talks about that in like open company. And this we, is a face of a franchise. He openly talked about doing ayahuasca. Yeah, sorry, he's not taking acid. He said ayahuasca. Right, and nobody. I think we all accepted that. In fact, a lot of people, you said it become a trend in the NFL. I and did he think said it was, all these people were called because nobody stigmatizes ayahuasca. I know. And I, I find that interesting because it wasn't that long ago that we were vilifying people who were like smoking marijuana and stuff like yeah. that. Now it's become like on every street corner, basically in half the country. But it wasn't that long ago when guys were getting suspended from various leagues for smoking yeah, weed. That has changed now. As long as you don't do a parlay bet, you're allowed to play. What'd you say, Sandra? I was saying Josh Gordon. Yeah. I know. I mean, he's obviously got he's, some issues. He he's in the issues XFL too, right it, now. It all yeah. started with weed. I mean, he got pinched multiple times for weed. Well, it started with alcohol, actually. Yeah, I think... In college, didn't he fall asleep in a drive-thru? I, well, I remember with the NFL. The NFL yeah, yeah. a few times was, was with weed. And it's just like so ridiculous that we think about his career being over. I mean, he had a lot of demons to deal with, but I don't know. I I voted in the poll. I'm saying astrology is way weirder. Like I agree. Then psychedelics. Psychedelics are, are maybe Still. illegal. They might be taboo, but like people who do psychedelics, like they're they're searching for something. They're looking to expand their mind. People who do astrology, it's just like grow up. <laughs> wow. Do so you think astrology is hackery? So here's the thing. Yes, obviously. Wait, is yes. there a question about that? Wait a minute. Hold on, though. I'm not going to like sit here and say I'm like a you know fifth moon in the stars kind of thing. But when you read your horoscope or when you get, have the traits of your horoscope, you don't think that sounds like you? And when we read people's horoscopes at the Super Bowl, yeah. kind of as a send-up for Aaron mm. Rodgers and the astrology yeah. event, they were all dead on. Here's, right. a, here's a question I have for you. Have you ever read other horoscopes that weren't yours 
Yeah, moving on. Okay. Wait, do they not also sound exactly like have you, you ever, too? Have you ever gone to a tarot card sounds like every person. Have you ever gone to a tarot card reader? Because they make it sound <laughs> nope. like the cards are applying to your life. It's it's a con. It's a trick. Okay. It's, it's nothing. It's fluff. I understand like psychics are can be like a trick, but I'm just saying it's not weird because it's so out it's so around in society. Like, we don't come in and I don't say, hey, Samter, how was your Monday? And you're like, well, it's funny. I was actually drinking some ayahuasca tea. Like, we don't, it's not water cooler conversation. Right. But I think to Perlos' point earlier, when people talk about their horoscopes and astrology, it's almost like kind of like a fun little thing. Like, oh, cool. This is what my horoscope said today. Nobody's actually looking at their horoscope and like, oh, crap. I got to go <laughs> down to the street and, and, you know, feed the homeless this weekend because my horoscope told me that I'm going to get good things if I am charitable. No, people don't actually abide by their horoscopes. When Aaron Rodgers is giving speeches at astrology seminars, that's weird. When he's abiding, when he's <laughs> wait, taking wait, his so you, life and following the stars as to what he's going to do, retire or not retire, that's weird. You don't think that athletes today for has buttoned up, they're all mini corporations, right? We talk about their brands and all of that all the time. You don't think it's a, even a tiny bit strange that one of the most famous athletes in the country, one of the faces of the NFL, is totally out there caping for psychedelics and everyone's like, eh, shrug your shoulders. Like that is not, that would not be the case five, 10 years ago. If, the, if he was like a 23-year-old guy, if he was like Kyler Murray or Joe Burrow, maybe a different story because they're young, they're uh, uh, making an impression on the league, they're trying to become the face of a franchise. Rodgers has been around for almost 20 he's, years. He's an old head, so He's it an old matter. head. He's kind of like half his foot out the door. He's been tight roping this kind of— Half the foot out the door? You're hoping he comes to your team to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> you got to hope yeah, he's two-feeted. Yeah, the foot. Yeah, <laughs> Sauce Gardner's burning cheeseheads to bring him back yeah. in. <laughs> They're dancing around the fire. It's getting like a rain dance or something. I don't even think it's one of the top five weirdest things about him, though. I mean, because the no. psychedelics is I not the top five weirdest. Definitely, thing the about. darkest retreat is higher up on the weird list. That is, he, the sure. dude just came out yeah. of a four-day darkness retreat. No, that one is, is extremely unique. And uh, he talked about his poops. Yeah, the astrology for sure. <laughs> if you dig into into that Instagram model blue. There was a lot going on there. Well, we don't know how much they were dating. That was like a that was like a New York Post. The rumor. whole family thing is weird. I mean, okay, obviously we family don't know thing the dynamic, thing, but that's though, but weirder to me than the psychedelics. But here's the thing about the family stuff: we have no clue. Sure. We really don't have any clue why he doesn't talk to his family. To me, I feel like that's totally off limits. Like it is, it's a shame. That's what I think, and I think that part of the uh, darkness retreats and maybe even the ayahuasca. And he said this is like about trying to unpack some of that. I think this is trauma. Like, it would be traumatic to not speak to your family. And so we have no clue what that's about. So it's hard to judge a guy for that. Yeah, but it's definitely weird, though, right? There's well, no <laughs> other quarterback in that situation. Well, I mean, I don't know. We, I'm, I'm not sure. I just, I feel odd, Del, like, judging that part of his life. Right, because, we, we don't know if it was something right, that they did or something that he did. It's not weird as much as sad. Or sure. it's, yeah, it, it feels more sad to me than it is, like, interesting or quirky. Yeah. But it, I mean, it, it is part of his story. Like, when we think about Aaron Rodgers, we talk about but, all these players who played with him who have bad things to say about him. And then we think about well, his family. Well, a couple guys, Greg things. Jennings and a few guys who are, like, specifically have access to grind with him. But I think also think about how we really even found out that Rodgers doesn't have a relationship with his family was because his brother went on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's not normal. And that's nothing that has to do with him. That's like his brother wanting to be famous. Yeah, I mean, there's so much other stuff. Uh, I mean, to the point where Jimmy Kimmel came on his show two weeks ago and called him a tinfoil hat guy. Well, the conspiracy theory stuff is 
you know, that can get, that can, that can get very dangerous and weird and weird. No doubt. So it's all weird. That's why I think this (laughs) psychedelic thing for Aaron Rodgers is not rising to the level of also too psychedelic drugs. I do think they're more acceptable now. Psych- yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, they are definitely. I also think that, like, if he was taking psychedelic drugs on a daily basis, different story. If he's taking a specific trip down to Peru yeah, for this one time moment to do this thing, and I'm and kind of, you it's know, weird. Spiritual, it's, not it's like different. People, I think recreational psychedelic drugs is not in vogue. This is more about like healing and thera- right, psychotherapy correct. and stuff like that. But no, but. LSD, for example, has not been a problem since 1970 in Haight Ashbury. Like nobody's <laughs> nobody's going I around talking about the LSD scores. It just doesn't exist. Because <laughs> you're what, right. Yeah, I yeah. think it's somewhat. And also, I actually had to check this. It's not a. It's not considered an addictive drug. Mm. I don't think they're really LSD addicts. Maybe I'm wrong. Jerry but. Garcia. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> Jerry Garcia. I mean, that was that was the real. Th- that addiction. was that was the that was the, the uh, harder stuff. Yeah. The harder stuff. So I I think that LSD is not that bad. But then I just pulled up a list of 19 weird things about Aaron Rodgers uh, from Deadspin, <laughs> and there's so many. I mean, the the being immunized from the vaccine that was a lot. There's so much. I think you're underestimating that how how many different things Aaron Rodgers has done. If this was the first story that he's going to be at a psychedelic drug conference, then it'd be huge. Yeah, but now it's just yawn. We're so used to Aaron Rodgers. Who, I don't think it's yawn. I think it is very interesting. Yeah. But we're so used to Aaron Rodgers pushing the envelope of a <laughs> normal behavior from a quarterback that it's kind of hard to really get our attention now. <laughs> I just imagine, like, you know, eventually he starts, like, a football column and it's Monday morning microdosing or something like yeah. that. It just, like, it just becomes M-M- part of his brand. MMM. The, I do genuinely disagree with you about astrology being somewhat mainstream. Did you hear you, what he said on that? You guys, I think you guys are have like a collect, somehow collectively all three of the men in the room here are just anti-astrology. Yeah. Uh, I don't exactly yeah. think it's hard science. Yeah. It's not hard science. And yeah. You say we're anti-astrology. You, that's not something that yes. you're anti. That's a made up. You're thing. You're, you're making fun of it. <laughs> yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Which makes all, which all makes you anti. Yeah. Yes, because it's not real. It's. I, I think there are a lot of people who do think it's real. Yes, weirdos like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> and every person who reads a horoscope from you know Saskatchewan to Baton Rouge. You don't, don't be a freaking people weirdo. People who believe <laughs> horoscopes different than people who read horoscopes. People go on seminars that people paid for to find out how the horoscope and the moons and the suns affect your life. That's different than reading a horoscope in the Listen, it's just Tribune. like psychedelics. You're trying to find out more about yourself, more knowledge about what you are. It's based on like when you're born and the time and what was going on when you were born. I mean, you're defending this vigorously. I'm starting to feel that like, you know, you read your horoscope I'm every an day astrology and you live your life. Person. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Were you <laughs> but, at the seminar when yes, Rogers was speaking? I was hosting it actually. <laughs> and I, I'm upset none of you guys showed up. <laughs> I've been I, holding not, on to it this whole time. I'm not going to 100% rule out there's a chance that the moons and the, the movement of the moons and that stuff could affect, yeah. could affect your psyche in many ways. Yeah. But And your cycle. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little more in tune yeah. than you guys. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had to worry about that yet. <laughs> but but that's being that's a lot different than going on a highly paid seminar to lecture about it. When I think I'm, he got a tattoo of it on his uh, arm. When you're a two-time MVP, that's a much different thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Right. He won the last two. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. What did we learn? 
Nothing. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. No, we found out you guys are real anti-astrologyites. I wonder how our next guest, Mark Ellis, is going to think about that. Mark Ellis, comedian and uh, movie buff, going to get a set for the Oscars on Sunday because Perloff and I know nothing. So now we get it a crash course from our pal, Mark Ellis. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff. We're across the country on CBS Sports Radio. We're streaming YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Back on Maggie and Perloff. It is a huge, huge weekend. Of course, Selection Sunday. Uh, I heard something interesting. Last year was Selection Sunday when Tom Brady came out of retirement. Yeah, it was. Because we were going right up until the free agency tampering period on Monday. It is going to be a massive news weekend. It's going to be so much fun. But we also have the Oscars on Sunday night. Are you excited, Maggie? They snuck up on us. Uh, I'm proud of myself. I've seen four of the movies nominated for Best Film Okay, out of the 1,200 that have been nominated. (laughs) I've, I've seen four of them. Proud yeah. of myself. Yeah, I think I think you had me beat by one. What? Uh, can you just read the four real quick? Yes. So the four that I have seen, I saw Top Gun Maverick. I've seen Everything Everywhere All at Once. I saw The Banshees, even though I did fall asleep for the last 10 minutes. I got the gist. And I saw Tar. And what was your favorite? <laughs> oh, um... Probably of those, I, I would of the ones I saw, I would give the award to Tar. It was got a yeah. little strange in the middle, but I thought Kate Blanchett was fantastic. But like Top Gun Maverick was would probably be the people's choice, right? That'd be the people's choice. I don't think it was a critic's choice. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, of course, the favorite. But let's talk to somebody who really, a friend of the show, stays on top of movies all year long, has seen all these movies, of course, associated with Rotten Tomatoes, understands how these things work. And of course, that is... Comedian Mark Ellis. Now, Mark, Mark I'll be thanks honest. for doing this. We yeah. know this is your busy time of year. Yeah. We've seen. Oh, I love this time yeah. of year because I live in Hollywood and so we treat astrology and psychedelics <laughs> both equal amounts <laughs> of respect <laughs> that they deserve. I didn't come on this show until I made sure all the planets were out of retrograde. So that's why it took so long. Me well, to come back. Mark, yeah. does that explain why everything, everywhere, all at once is the heavy Oscar <laughs> favorite? Because it's like honestly, ate a lot of acid. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely some drugs. <laughs> either people enjoyed it or people who made it. That's kind of a weird one for the Oscar frontrunner, right? Yeah, there might have been a shaman or two involved in the <laughs> making of that film. Um, it, you know, I, I love that it's nominated and is getting so much heat because. It's a fun trip into a multiverse without being associated with a big blockbuster comic book movie sort of script. So it could really go in any direction it wanted to, and it ended up taking us in every direction. So it's such a unique movie experience, and for that reason, plus the amazing performances of folks like Michelle Yeoh, Ki Hoi Kwan, um, I, I think that that movie is still the front runner to win Best Picture, but... All Quiet on the Western Front will not remain quiet. And Elvis could be shaking and or rattling into <laughs> a top picture spot. Because, like, like it, you never really know. Um, sadly, I don't think my favorite movie of the year, Top Gun Maverick, is going to take top honors. But it still got nominated, and that's a big W. Wait, so Mark Ellis is joining us, obviously. Comedian Mark Ellis and our friend. Uh, how many times did you see Top Gun Maverick? Come clean. <laughs> I saw it four times in the theater. And what's crazy about that is the first time I got to see it, it was like a month before the movie came out. And so 
it was that thrilling experience of seeing this great movie for the first time. And then you get out of the theater and you're like, I can't talk about this uh-huh. with anybody for an entire <laughs> month. So then I did go back and see it opening weekend a couple of times. And then now it's on like VOD. So it's sort of in with like the last dance as far as my go-to comfort food rotation right now. Mark, I, <laughs> You're the only person yeah. comforted by Michael Jordan <laughs> talking about punching teammates in the face. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mark, I, I hate to do this because I know how important the movie is to you, but I'm not sure why you need to see Top Gun Maverick more than twice. <laughs> it's not the most, it's not the deepest movie I've ever seen. It's, it, death has nothing to do with it. I mean, sometimes you just want to, you just want a movie about competition. I mean, y'all talk about sports. Maybe you're talking too much sports, Andrew. Yeah. Maybe you back <laughs> off on these, uh, you know, three point and peanut butter eating contests and you just let somebody else get a win. Maybe but, you just watch other people compete for a chance. But can I make a complaint though? They address the fact that. All this flying is done by drones now, but they sort of blew past it. That was an issue. I'm going to get geopolitical. Really I'm going to geopolitical here. This Come is on, the last we know thing this. Tom Cruise wanted yeah, you to do. I think, Mark, there was some nostalgia with it for you. That this, because we know that's not what the game is like these days. Fighter jets. Uh, Andrew, I'm a Commanders and Wake Forest Demon Deacon fan. Nostalgia is all I have <laughs> left in the world. So I'm going to ring every ounce of that. And it's clear in the movie that this particular mission, drones would not be effective because of all the maneuvering and dogfighting that was required. Yeah, and also... That's why... Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump on you there, Mark, but also... If some kind of, you know, missile actually did hit Tom Cruise, I think there's so much plastic surgery that's happened. Oh, no. I don't think that it can <laughs> no, no. penetrate his body. You're, you I know, just, Tom Cruise would come and slap you if you <laughs> told that joke, Maggie. We can't have two Oscar slaps. That's you not cannot good. tell that man to not do something because he's going to go ahead and do it. I mean, Tom Cruise has now influenced an entire generation of actors to want to fly planes. Mm-hmm. Undoing decades of work by Harrison Ford. <laughs> I know. Wait, Mark Ellis, the comedian, is joining us. He's massive movie buff, obviously. You're our movie correspondent, uh, whether you want to be or not, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we going to have another... This is not about the movie, but the day after the Oscars and that moment, the biggest thing was obviously Will Smith slapping Chris Rock across the face. And then we just had the Chris Rock stand-up special, which actually I'm curious to get your thoughts on that as a fellow comedian. But do you think we're going to have another something? Like, are the Oscars, are we setting up for some more drama? I get a little conspiracy theory with the Oscars. I don't think the slap was set up by any stretch of the imagination. But when you have an event like that, or you have something like what we got in 2016, when Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway accidentally said La La Land wins Best Picture instead of Mm. Moonlight. Yeah. I think that these kind of things, you know, I, I, I maybe thought there was a frozen envelope situation going on there because, <laughs> I mean, we, we all hear about the declining rating for the Oscars and how long the ceremony is. I mean, the ceremony in Perloff time takes about eight peanut butter jars together. Yeah. <laughs> and it's too long, I think, for most people. And so you look for those moments to kind of pep it up. I hope we don't have anything that takes away from the wins because that's the problem with the Will Smith slap. It's not that it's not comedy fodder. And from what I saw of Chris Rock's special on Saturday, I love the way he addressed it. But I feel like I don't want it to outshine all of the winners because people really put their heart and soul into this thing, not just the movies themselves, but the campaigning. It's a whole political campaign. It's a presidential election cycle every year in Hollywood. So I want there to be fun moments. I think Jimmy Kimmel's a very uh, you know capable host. He's going to have a lot of funny one-liners in his monologue. But then let's just get on with the show and let's reward the people who deserve to be on the stage. Okay, Mark, you're a comedian. How how many jokes in does Jimmy Kimmel address the slap from last year? 
That's a great prop bet. And my over-under would be two and a half, I'd say, lines, two and a half jokes, if you will. So two and a half, I would probably take the under. I think it might be the second joke, if not the first. But I think people are going to be kind of on the edge of their seat. Jimmy's got to say something about it. What's he going to say? So when you're a comic and you have to sort of call out the temperature of the room, you sort of want to get that over with. So then you can just get on with the rest of your monologue. So I have a feeling it'll come up either very early or it will be the last thing he says to sort of drop the mic on that and then go to the first award. Uh, You know, Jimmy Kimmel loves sports, obviously. Do you think there'll be an Aaron Rodgers joke at the Oscars? An Aaron Rodgers joke at the Oscars, if the if if all the stars align, sorry to get back to astrology here, but if all <laughs> the planets are smiling on us and he happens to sign a deal with the Jets this weekend, yeah. then you might see a joke or two. But as we know, I mean I was looking at the all time like the fifteen most Oscar, most decorated movies ever, none of them have anything to do with sports except for one. So I don't know that we're going to get an Aaron Rodgers joke. But if we do, I will. Next time I'm on the show in studio, I will try to take down a jar of peanut butter. If <laughs> references Aaron Rodgers during his monologue, I'll try to do the peanut butter challenge. We're only giving you 15 minutes, though, Mark. You don't get the whole 30. <laughs> um, did you? Yeah, you, I have a trivia question for you, Mark. Perloff is, has been waiting for this one. Yeah, I, because you give us movie trivia often, but I think I'm going to be able to get you. And unfortunately, okay, it sounds yeah. like you've been looking at a list of this. But there, I just saw a note. There have been three sports movies that have won the Best Picture Oscar. Can you name all three? Oh, boy. Um, I think Rocky is the is the low-hanging fruit. Yep. Um, and then I... The reason why I loosely said one film is based on sports, I went all the way back to a film that won 11 Oscars at the ceremony, and that was Ben-Hur, because there is chariot racing. Get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) Ben-Hur. It's not the replacements with Keanu Reeves. It's (laughs) Ben-Hur. It's it's a sport. There's chariot racing. It's part of the the show. It's, It's gladiators, man. Come on. Does anyone uh, anyone else here want to guess what the other two are? If you hadn't, if you don't know already, you already told me. All right. So you have to have Sam and Stu and uh, Rich Ackerman. Well, yeah. actually, Rich Ackerman, uh, who does updates, Mark actually started pantomiming one of them. Ack, you want to share it? Chariots of Fire. Right. And Chariots the, of Fire. And the last one is this a? It may or may not be a sports movie. I think it is. It's about women's boxing, Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and, and, and it's a great movie, and that's one that I can't watch on repeat like Top Gun Maverick because Million Dollar Baby will make me cry at the end oh, every time. Oh, can't do it. <laughs> I, I can't watch it again. I've never watched it again. But I cried every sports movie, so I, that would take everything out for me. I cried a cool oh, running. You know, it yeah, could have been. Cry, cool cry. Let it out. Yeah. There should have been a fourth movie this year, a fourth sports movie to win the Oscar, and that is why I'm going to protest outside Come on. How come Hustle didn't get any love, Mark? <laughs> Hustle was a movie. It was a very interesting year for Netflix. And, Andrew, I think that you kind of got blindsided along with the rest of the industry by All Quiet on the Western Front and mm. how well it was received so quickly. Because look at Netflix. They had uh, Bardo. They had Hustle. They had a couple other movies that they were sort of looking at to be their Oscar contenders. And then All Quiet on the Western Front comes out of nowhere. So if you want to blame somebody, Andrew, and you're right to be upset because – you got jobbed out of a Best Supporting Actor nomination. <laughs> Blame no one other than 
World War One. That's yeah. who you're angry with. All oh, right, because so the fresh material, like they're really coming out of really novel material, all quiet on the western front. It's already been to uh this makes me so mad. Yeah, it was like Sandler a book from what? Okay, I'm being legitimately mad. Maggie Sandler should have gotten at least a look because he was he's been great in so many movies now and never been nominated. I think that Sandler is an underappreciated actor. I'll give you that. And I thought yeah. you were Agreed. excellent as reporter number two. And yeah. I can't wait for Hustle Two. The, Hustle Two. The, the search for more money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, Mark. Uh, okay, last question for Mark. Or do you have another one? No, no, no. Okay. Go ahead. The is there going to be an upset? I mean, we're sports people, Mark. Like, we want the impossible to happen. The upset yesterday, Perloff took down the peanut butter quicker than anybody ever thought. Is there is there going to be an upset? Okay, so your upsets, you do not look at the supporting performer categories because I think Angela Bassett and Kihoi Kwan from Everything Everywhere have those wrapped up. So where you could get an upset is best actor because the two front runners right now are Brendan Fraser for The Whale, deservedly so, and Austin Butler for Elvis, deservedly so. You also have Colin Farrell from Banshees of Inishirin in there. I think Colin Farrell could sneak up if Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler somehow split the vote. You could see Colin Farrell sneak in there. So we'll see. And I know y'all are going to love watching the best picture race because a lot like the Heisman, it's sort of that balloting where you have to rank who you think should be winning. And so if everybody's ranking a different movie at the top, most people's number two film could slide in and take the gold. Still think it's going to be everything, everywhere, all at once, but do not count out the war movie that so wrongfully stole Andrew uh. Perloff's Oscar glory. <laughs> Mark, this is awesome. Thank you for enlightening us. Uh, you know, we assume the tuxedo is pressed. Yeah. It's dry cleaned. Every, you're going to be, you know, hitting the Oscar parties, right? I'm looking at the T-shirt that resembles a tuxedo right now. And on it. <laughs> I'm actually going to be at the Academy of Museum. Uh, they have like the, like the Museum Academy has this whole big Oscar shindig that they do, coinciding with the event. I have a couple friends hosting it, so it's going to be a grand old time. I'll have a few cocktails, probably no ayahuasca, but you never know how the evening is going to go. <laughs> Listen, if someone offers, just YOLO, Mark. Just yeah. you know, <laughs> I could see an alternative. If that falls through, just sit on your couch, open up that jar of peanut butter, and go to town, my friend. <laughs> yep. Hey, either way, my night is going to end with some GIF and some Top Gun Mavericks just for you, Andrew. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Mark, you're the best. Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the Oscars. Enjoy the show, y'all. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. Mark Ellis, fantastic comedian. Got to follow him on Twitter, Mark Ellis Live. And uh, Mark's the best. Yeah, I, I'm very surprised. Uh, that he said that Colin Farrell, I, I've been reading the Oscar odds and they're yeah. pretty dramatic, but he said the best picture is not to find at all. It could be a complete upset. So I'll probably watch for that. Maybe not. <laughs> what do you mean? Maybe not. I don't, I'm probably not. Selection watch. Sunday is over by the time the Oscars start. Selection Sunday starts at like six. So five, they're basically done at seven. It's honestly, I'm a little upset about hustle. They didn't get a single nom and more people I know watch that movie than any of these movies, except Top Gun. Yeah, I mean, Top Gun Maverick was and like I, a, a box office sensation, which we haven't had since the pandemic. So that was it's seriously all unique. quiet on the Western Front. I had to read it in eleventh grade, yeah. and that <laughs> is like, what that is the uh, whatever. I haven't seen it. It looks amazing, but you got to be in a certain kind of mood. Yeah, can we come up with something new, Hollywood? Hello. <laughs> Uh, I know definitely wants a new theme, not an yeah. underdog sports story where no one says they can do it from Philadelphia and who finally triumphs. <laughs> I mean, you know, hustle had some can themes. I, can I way. share a, a profound line from hustle? Okay. 
Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz. How does it feel to be in the combine? Wow. Boom. I felt like I Did was everyone there get the chills? with you. Bo Cruz. <laughs> By the way, if you didn't see it, that that's my line. You have another line. Yeah. You are now. What team do you want to play for when you get to the NBA? <laughs> I feel like I'm in the presence of a genius. Yeah. You know? And by the way, like I, I'm moved by your performance. 24 takes, including Adam pulling <laughs> me to the side and telling me to relax. No big deal. It's just part of the process, part of my process. <laughs> 24 takes. 24 takes. Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz. <laughs> Wait, were all 24 takes your fault? Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> well, man. Maybe 21 of them. And, and I think they were all the same delivery. Like, you didn't try to switch it up anymore. Yeah, he actually was... told me to switch it up. And for some reason, I'm like, all right, I'll switch it up. And then the same exact word <laughs> came out again. You were like, Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz. I was like that before. But then I, all 24 times, I said it the exact way. I cannot act, people. I cannot act. Uh, I mean, that's a subject to interpretation. We don't care what everybody says. In our yeah. minds. Just because the Academy did not deem <laughs> yes. me worthy of celebration. Who are <laughs> they? Uh, coming up, we play our favorite game, Do You Believe It? Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff on this Friday. So glad to have you. Perloff, don't worry. Feeling great. Despite taking down 26 ounces of peanut butter yesterday in just 30 minutes. <laughs> we want to play a little game that we like to call Do You Believe It? Mike Samter is going to give us uh, something that happened today or yesterday, whatever, recently and get our thoughts on it. Go ahead, Mike. All right, well, after Jim Beheim's very odd and confusing press conference on Wednesday, he spoke again today, and he was a little bit more clear about being retired. The university had a plan, and I was a part of that plan, and that plan is now in place. And I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be retired. I've felt better the last two days than I've felt in 47 years. All right, so do you believe it that Jim Beheim is actually thrilled to be retired? It sounded like he was. I have to be honest. I, I totally believe that. I got to imagine there's a, they've been bad a lot lately. There's a lot less pressure on him. Felt to me, and I buy this, that right today, two days later, the weight is off his shoulders. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to regret it in a year when he misses the game, but I sense real relief. Am I being fooled? First of all, bad job by everybody. Jim Beheim is never thrilled about anything. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is somebody who never pro- projects happiness at any time. Um, I think you're right. He's happy. He's thrilled right now because he's still in yeah. the euphoria and glory of everyone. Probably, you know, everyone in his life, I'm sure, has reached out to him to say congratulations. But give it a week, give it a month when things start to get really quiet. All right. Next up, Samter, what do you got? Sorry, I just got prank phone called on our <laughs> CBS Sports Radio hotline. Oh, Love no. It. At least you didn't put them on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Better you than us. Yeah, well, apparently we want a free dental cleaning if you guys want your teeth whitened. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I can see where that could go wrong. Yeah, okay. that should be fun. Uh, so we uh, we played it earlier in the show, but my boy, Mr. Sauce Gardner, did a little bit of uh, maybe voodoo to get Aaron Rodgers here in New York. It's gone, man. It's gone, bro. Gone, man. Ain't nothing we can do it. Look at the cheese. It's melting. It's it's turning to cheese sauce, bro. Look. It's turning to the cheese sauce, though. Oh, bro, y'all see that? It really turned into cheese sauce, man. It ain't even there no more. We should have got some s'mores, for real. We could. We should have got some s'mores, bro. (laughs) We should have got some s'mores. We could have been eating good. We could have been eating real good. All right, so turning that cheese head into cheese sauce. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that... 
Sauce Gardner's public plea for Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson with us at the Super Bowl. They're yeah. pleas for Aaron Rodgers. Or is that she can convince Rodgers to want to come play for the Jets? I don't think Rodgers cares about any of this stuff. And in fact, I'd probably uh-huh. stop doing it if I were these guys. Just because we already know that Rodgers doesn't take young players seriously. It doesn't seem like it. And so these, this is kind of like a, an incredibly silly thing to do. I think Rodgers will think it's silly. Well. The only question is, can you get high off this melted cheese head? Because I think, (laughs) if so, Aaron Rodgers will be into it. I don't totally understand the message, and maybe you can help me. So he took the cheese head when they won, and now that he's burning the cheese head, that means what? We're all leaving Green Bay in in the rear view. But that means my beef with Green Bay is over. Right. I don't know. It's a bit of mixed messaging. (laughs) I don't think it works. I mean, I don't know how well they really thought that through. Uh, Do we have time for one quick last one? Sure. Uh, we talked about OBJ a little bit earlier on. Obviously, the Cowboys are interested. Are you believing that he's going to be on a roster uh, week one? Oh, yeah, because he was almost on a roster this year, according to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he would never lie about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it Neither was just, with Jerry Jones. It, the last time we saw him, he's got to be healed by now. It was the rams Bengals Super Bowl. I think that he will be on a roster week one, and I've got another prediction. I don't think you're going to have one Odell Beckham controversy this entire season. Oh, I think it's going to well, be... Well, that's, that's where we differ. <laughs> I think it's going to be like his half a season with the Rams. You know, you're just going to be quiet. It's just going to be one mm. of the guys. Not that he has to be quiet. I'm just saying he's. you're not going to hear negative off-the-field things. Yeah, we'll see. Or on the field. We'll see. Go three games with two targets a game, and we'll see. If his uh, father is going to be sending Lola, yeah. <laughs> Baker yeah. Mayfield missing Odell Beckham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be highlight footage sent to whatever coach is coaching Odell. I do not buy that part. How many quarterbacks are going to be taken in the top five of the draft this year? Our buddy Lance Erlein, NFL Network draft analyst, is going to join us next. Plus, we got some Rodgers news that could be breaking right now. Stick around. Stick around. 